0: Matt Dumba drawing some trade interest from a couple teams in the NHL. Should the Wild make the move? We'll discuss that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Lockdown Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at recent reports that a couple of teams have come knocking on one Matt Dumba, To try to acquire him in a trade. We'll look at uh, whether or not it's a good idea for the Minnesota Wild to go that route. We'll also talk about how the Wild can fix the one line that is starting to really go cold for them in the lineup. And we'll talk about a couple of Iowa Wild players making the All-Star Game. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And uh, today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by betonline.net. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. A report came out a couple of days ago from Darren Drager that uh, a couple of teams have inquired with the Minnesota Wild as to the availability of Matt Dumba. But uh, as is reported by Drager, uh, he says that the Wilds uh, still need Dumba's services and. Uh, he then questions as to whether or not they are going to be willing to trade him at the trade deadline. It's a yes, please, please, please. And it's not to, you know, Dumba has had a very serviceable career with Minnesota. It's just that prior to his injuries, and after the injuries that he has, uh, has suffered, and in particular, the fight, the memorable fight uh, a few years ago that, uh, that Dumba had with, uh, I believe it was Brady Kachuk. It was either Brady or Matthew. One of the two. Before that fight and after are two completely different players. And uh, this year's Matt Dumba... I think the word to describe it is basically damaged goods. I mean, he's shooting less and less. He is blocking less shots. He's drawing. He's committing more penalties than ever. He's almost on a career high already, and we're not even halfway through the season. But the one thing that Matt Dumba has this year that is a commodity – for teams that are desperate for anybody that can uh, can shore up their blue line and we've talked about this uh, in previous episodes he this year has not missed a game and he is playing a ton of minutes his production has really been sporadic throughout the year and uh It is going to be interesting to see the two teams that have reportedly inquired as to Dumba's availability are the Ottawa Senators, who they're not having a great year, and it was always going to be kind of a... uh, It was going to be a little bit of a longer road. There were thoughts that maybe they could be a frisky playoff team this year, but that obviously hasn't panned out. So the Senators were one team. The Edmonton Oilers were the other and for Edmonton let's consider this there is always always going to be pressure on the Oilers to at the bare minimum make the playoffs with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl on the roster and Edmonton has been struggling to do even that now they did have the uh, they did have the run last year um but before that, they have been a team that maybe has gotten into the first round and then gets bumped. And their defensive, their decor this year is eye-openingly bad. It's top-heavy, but it, they, they need some help. And so what Dumba offers the Oilers is a player who's not signed to a contract beyond this season. And he is a defenseman that eats up a lot of minutes. And so he's a player that Edmonton could plug into their lineup and you wouldn't have to worry about having to fill some of those minutes. Now, I'm sure they've seen the tape as to um, what he has been in the past. But I also wonder if there's a sentiment amongst rival GMs that if you put Matt Dumba, similar to what they're doing now with Jonas Brodine, if you put Matt Dumba next to a capable defenseman, are you going to be able to have him be somebody that can, you know, be a league average defenseman in the right pairing? And that is where I think if Edmonton gets to the point where they say, hey, we are interested in doing this. I think if you're Bill Guerin, you got to pull the trigger. Now, as for Drager's report that uh, the Wilds need him in the lineup right now, well, it depends on what your opinions are of Alex Goligoski, who is an older defenseman. And honestly, between the two, I, I think it's almost a wash. I think Goligoski helps you a little more defensively but, I mean, at this point, you're not getting really much of anything offensively from Dumba, and if Goligoski can help you out a little bit more defensively than Dumba can, you throw him into the lineup, and then when the time, is, when the time comes, you have Brock Faber, who it's being reported will be ready uh, and likely will sign his entry-level contract and maybe we'll get some time down the stretch with the uh, the Wild. So, I don't think the question is whether or not it's a need. I think the biggest question is what will you get in return? And for the Wild, the biggest get that they could have from this situation is a team that is willing to take on most, if not all, of the contract. And maybe that's, maybe that's not realistic. If you can get somebody who can take over half and maybe you pay maybe of the six, maybe you pay two or one and a half or something to where you get a team that takes most of that salary on so that you then can add to what you currently have for salary cap space. You add to that and now you have the opportunity to do something. A little bigger than you had before. But it it is going to be fascinating because we have said in the past and wondered aloud the reasons that this team has kept uh, Matt Dumba around as long as they have. And it has shifted, at least in my mind, from the team overvaluing the player to more of a – team realizing that there just isn't a huge market for him and so I think the fact that there have been a couple of teams that have inquired and props to the guys that locked on senators because they they saw through the smoke almost immediately um, in just doing some of their own research and, and looking at some of the things that we've discussed throughout the year and beyond and so, I think the Senators may be on to something which then circles your sights all the way back to the Oilers let's uh Let's make something happen. Ken. I know the seat is a little warm up there, and uh if you're looking for a defenseman that can play minutes and plays this year's Matt Dumba does that beyond that uh. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on this uh, because I, I think, as we have discussed, in any situation the Wilds were to make any sort of a move, they would have to do something laterally to free up some space, and maybe this is it. Also depends on how the team does between now and the trade deadline. And one of the biggest things that needs to be shorn up Uh, in order to help the team play better between now and the trade deadline. There's one line that is starting to uh, to go cold a little bit, and so we will discuss how to get that line going as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From the NFL playoffs, to college basketball, to the NBA, to the NHL. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen. Each and every day for your second listen, make sure you check out Lockdown NHL Prospects to get the full lowdown on some of the biggest names that will be in the 2023 NHL draft, as well as looks at organizational prospect rankings throughout the league. Lockdown NHL Prospects is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. So the Minnesota Wilds coming into tonight's game against the New York Islanders. And we'll have a separate pregame preview for you a little later this afternoon. The Wilds have lost three in a row. And a daunting road trip coming up. But the Matt Boldy line has gone a little quiet. Boldy has, uh, in particular, been a little cold over his um, last several games. And I, this may not be a shock because uh, I think this was one of the things that we looked at uh, when everybody was ready to return, is that one of the reasons that the Boldy line got going was because of Sammy Walker. And we'll talk about him a little later uh, as uh, Walker made the uh, AHL All-Star uh, showcase. Huge congrats to him for that. But I think the big thing that we've zeroed in on with that Matt Boldy line is that you need that speed component on the outside. And uh, I saw Denny comments about this on YouTube, and he's absolutely right, is that the Boldy line, the reason that worked so well is, yes, last year you had a perennial all-star in Kevin Fiala on that side, but even just having this speed element and somebody who can you know, blast into the zone while Boldy and Goudreau get in and get set and somebody that can just maneuver around the perimeter of the zone more easily than Boldy or Goudreau can and is somebody that has the speed to be able to quickly get to the net to where then Boldy can fire a shot or a pass towards the net for goals Things along that line, but it it is an element that Ryan Hartman does not bring as readily to that line than somebody say Sammy Walker or Sam Steele or Connor Dewar or Brandon Duhame. I I think we have kind of gotten into the trap again, and you know you look at it too. It's it's three games. Three games that they've lost in a row. And so it's not like we're on a 9 or a 10 game flop to where you're like, okay, we got to change everything. But I think this is another one of the things that happened last year that was irritating, is that because you have two or three line combos that are working, there just is this propensity to say to yourself, well... We really can't shake up these other three lines because they're all working. It's just going to have to be that that other line, those guys just have to figure it out. Yeah, that's, that's all well and good, but what happens if that line doesn't? And for this team, the need to have those two scoring lines that you can rely on, that you can count on, is greater than ever because that Kaprizov line cannot continue to be relied upon as heavily as they have and having other lines out there that are struggling to struggling to hold the zone, struggling to get shots on net, you name it. They need to have another line that can do some of those things. And obviously with Kaprizov and Zuccarello being pretty elite talent, you're, you're maybe not going to do that at that same level. But you have to have two lines that can at least do something similar. And so I don't know if it means moving Sam Steele down. Again, not super fair to him because he has been really good since taking that spot on that top line. But I don't know if it necessarily needs to be looked at as a demotion if that's the route you go. Because Steele is showing his depth and his versatility to be able to help out on that line. And Ryan Hartman, I don't think, has looked that bad over the last few games. Maybe it's time to try it again and see if he has kind of gotten past some of the frustrations early in the season and to so where he is ready again to uh, to hop up on that Top line because I I will say and uh, and this is not you know this is not breaking any news or anything. We've seen Kaprizov and Zuccarello succeed with any number of players in that center position, and so for them to be able to continue that, I think with a speed player. Now, if you don't want to go that route, if you want to keep Sam Steele on the top line. I I would have no fault in Dean Evason saying, we're keeping Sam Steele there because he's earned the opportunity, he deserves it, and he deserves to continue to be up there. Okay, fine. I, I have no problem with that. But then what you have to do is you've got to take Ryan Hartman and you've got to swap him with somebody in the lineup. You're not going to disrupt the chemistry of the grief line because that line... Defensively has been maybe a shade under as good as they were last year, but they are really starting to get it zeroed in this year again. So you're not going to move him there. And so it's going to be fourth line. And it's going to be Connor Dewar or Brandon Duhame sliding up and taking that spot. You can try both. I think both would warrant an opportunity to get – some extended minutes, and to see what they uh, what they have available um, in a more expanded role. I think both of those guys deserve it, but it has to be one or the other because you you've only got a couple of line combos that you can um, that you can work with. But we can't get kind of sucked into this. Well, it, ever most everything else is working, so we just we just got to kind of fight through it. It's like, yeah, but you could also be trying things to, to see if you can get something figured out that you then maybe then you get all four to where you're like, yep, we're I think we're good for a while. And you just let him go. So that, that does need to be fixed though because um, I think Matt Boldy is starting to press and this has, has been going on for a few games. You know, you see the turnovers starting to stack up. We talked about it with Kevin Gorg after the Rangers game. I think because that element of speed is not on that line, he's trying to do a lot of it himself. And so if, if the Wilds can get him some help in the form of some speed on that line, I think that will improve things uh, for that grouping. So it's, it's going to be something to monitor. And uh, we'll have, like I said, we'll have the pregame preview for tonight's game against the Islanders later, mainly because I want to see what... The lineup looks like who's in, who's out. If it's the same as the Rangers game, well, then uh, we'll just wait on some of those aspects before we uh, before we start to dive into that one. Uh, we are going to finish today giving some love to uh, a couple of Iowa Wild players who made the AHL All Star Showcase. So we'll talk about that as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. After this, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? You have got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holiday season, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me and you want to get healthier, but you don't want to compromise the taste of the food that you eat, well, then you have to go the Built route. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They are perfect for your 2023 New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, absolutely real chocolate. And the best part about it is now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Bilt.com, and now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can grab a four-pack box, four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs, or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab the 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. All saying, go to built.com or go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and begin your built Bar journey today final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out Locked on Vikings as the Vikings gear up for their opening round playoff matchup against the New York Giants this weekend. Locked on Vikings is available as part of all of the great Locked on Sports Minnesota content on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. The Iowa Wilds had a couple of players go to the AHL All-Star Showcase or that were selected to go, Jesper Volstead and Sammy Walker. And I bring up Sammy Walker as well because the numbers just continue to pile up for Sammy at the, uh, at the Iowa level to the point that I think he is getting into Matt Boldy territory with what Boldy was able to do at the AHL level before he was called up. And uh, I think it may even be so far as to say that you give a spot in the lineup next year to Sammy Walker and you let him do his thing full-time at the NHL level. Obviously, he showed he was capable of doing it when he was up here. And with the likes of Ryan Reeves and Freddie Goudreau as impending free agents, you got a spot right there for him. A perfect spot for him to just uh, slot into the lineup. And furthermore, you could then have a line, if you want to go that route, of Matt Boldy, Marco Rossi, and Sammy Walker in the lineup next year, which I think would uh, I think would be worth more than a look. But the point here being is that you've got two guys, one of which is obviously squarely pegged into the future of this organization, that being Jesper Valstead. And so to see him really start to put it together here recently is super exciting. As far as the timetable for him to join the big club goes – I think it's still, you know, we. I think it's to the point where maybe next year, at some point, the discussion is had as to if he's ready to come up or not. But this is the thing that this organization has done through drafting and through signings recently: is you're starting to find some guys that you can maybe factor in that you hadn't necessarily anticipated um, previously. I don't think anybody had the highest expectations for Sammy Walker coming in, he, I think when he was signed, was looked at as more of kind of a depth guy that could play at the Iowa level and could hold the lineup down as other players were called up to to fill the NHL roster as injuries and other circumstances happened. I don't think anybody anticipated him coming in and just torching AHL competition with what he brings to the table. But that's just that's just how it goes in sports. Is players thrive in situations you may not expect them to and players you expect to dominate don't. And so I think the Wild should look at this from a long-term perspective as an opportunity for them to have stumbled upon a gem that can fill in the lineup especially over the next couple of years. When the purse strings get a little tighter and if you can just start replacing some of the guys that become free agents with guys in the system, then you can make more financial decisions based off of the guys you want to keep around long-term as opposed to trying to do both. So Sammy Walker, I think, needs to be squarely in the conversation for a starter In this lineup next year. Now a lot can happen between now and then. But I think he has shown more than capable. At the uh, NHL level. To to handle his business. And so I think that is super intriguing. And uh, hopefully those two enjoy. The all-star festivities. And uh, are able to put on a big show there. The show that we have seen. Pretty much all season here. At the. uh, In the Minnesota system. Hopefully uh hopefully, it's fun for them, because uh, the hope is that they, maybe Volsted for sure, but maybe Walker, the hope is that these guys get the opportunity to do this at the next step up, like Kirill is for the uh, the wild in the NHL All-Star game. So congrats to Sammy Walker and Jasper Volsted for uh, making the AHL All-Star Showcase. And that will wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Reminder, we'll have a pregame preview for you later today, taking a look at the Islanders game. And uh, then, of course, make sure to uh, join us after the game for a Locked on Wild postcast, uh, recapping all the action and uh, getting you set for the Wild's next game on Saturday against the Arizona Coyotes. Make sure you're following along with Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts on YouTube, on your favorite podcast platforms. We're also on Amazon Music, and you can find us on social media as well. We're pretty much everywhere, so just search for Lockdown Wild and you'll find every spot in which we generate content. Lockdown Wild is keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.